2: Good morning. I'm Michael McKee, along with Tom Keen, Economic Indicators, brought to you by Commonwealth Financial Network. When it's time to change the conversation, talk with a broker-dealer, RIA, that's ready to listen. Call 866-462-3638 or visit Commonwealth.com to learn more. Vinny Del Dudes is at the First Word desk. And, Vinny, we've got a nice surprise out of the Empire State Index this morning.
0: Yes, Michael, more evidence manufacturing is perking up. The Empire Manufacturing Index and the New York Fed topping forecasts at 9.56. With commodity prices recovering a bit, the dollar weakening, there's some evidence businesses are stepping up spending on capital investment. Again, this regional economic report, a piece of the puzzle from the New York Fed, the Empire State Manufacturing Index, topping forecasts at 9.56. Coming in at about 40 Five minutes, national data from the Federal Reserve in Washington on industrial production, the output of the nation's factories, mines, and utilities. At the Bloomberg First Word Desk, I'm Vinny Del Let's go back to New York.
2: Thank you very much, Vinny. Uh, joining us now, Conrad DeQuadros. He's a senior economist, founding partner of RDQ Economics. And, Conrad, we've had a couple of investors on the show this morning already suggesting that what we're seeing in manufacturing is maybe the leading edge of a, a bit of a pickup in economic growth in the United States. The first quarter not so good, but given the dollar falling back some, manufacturing is getting better, and, and that's good for the economy overall as the rest of the year goes on.
1: I think it is, and that has been the sector that's been the weakest area of the U.S. economy recently. As uh, it's been a sector that's been forced to adjust to a stronger dollar. It's been forced to adjust to uh, shifts in activity in energy-related industries, and now we're starting to see some some evidence. I would say back in February we started to get a few tentative reports, um, but we have built on that with the the ISM manufacturing index rising above 50 for the first time since August of last year. We've seen it in global PMIs. Uh, China's government PMI, for example, on manufacturing rose above 50 uh, for the first time since last summer uh, and now starting to get the April readings on activity that suggests that we've built on that a bit. Of course, as you mentioned, the more important report on manufacturing, although a bit more lagging comes out later on this morning with industrial production. That might not show as as upbeat a picture as, as these reports because it's based predominantly on hours worked uh, in the first release and that was a bit softer in March.
2: Yeah, the empire number doesn't get a whole lot of attention. Uh, It doesn't mean as much to people as, uh, as some of the others. Philadelphia, for example, gets more attention, Chicago, and the national ISM numbers.
1: Well, you know, with all respect to the New York Fed, I think the reason why the Empire State doesn't get as much attention this is just a tremendously volatile relative to the other manufacturing surveys. If you look at the amount of time that the index spends below its break-even zero level or well above zero versus the shifts in the ISM above or below 50, the, the picture is, is, uh, is completely different. And so there's actually not much correlation on a month-to-month basis between the Empire State and uh, the ISM for our Part, we don't actually even use it as one of the regional indicators that we use to forecast the ISM. So it's encouraging to see it, but before we read too much into the signs on, on manufacturing activity, uh, early in the second quarter we want to see some of the other regional surveys, the Chicago PMI, Richmond Fed Index, and, of course, the ISM, which is out in a couple of weeks.
2: The Empire Factory Employment Index, the subindex in that number, did rise as well. Uh, and yesterday we saw jobless claims go down to uh tie and uh, it's historic low so uh, what do we see in terms of uh employment in the united states and how does that square with what we're seeing in terms of gdp and production
1: I think that's a really good question now uh, again, on the, in recent data, very different picture depending on which of those indicators that we're looking at. The labor market continues to point to very solid levels of activity in the U.S. We've seen better than two hundred thousand increases in employment continue in the early part of of 2016, um, and for. Our part, that's really what we focus on when we're trying to judge the short-term trends in in economic activity. Um, A lot of people, and I think a lot of people at the Fed, and we heard this yesterday with your uh, Bloomberg's interview with Dennis Lockhart, uh, tend to focus a lot on the GDP data, and my opinion is that's a mistake. So in a couple of weeks, we're going to get the GDP data for the first quarter. It's likely to be quite soft. Um, I think that that was uh, added to with this week's retail sales report, um, and so we're, we might be looking at a GDP number that's somewhere uh, a little bit above one percent, and a very different picture on the economy than what the employment data are suggesting. But the problem with GDP is it just doesn't give us a good indication of the short of the condition of the economy in the short run. Um, the data are subject to significant revision. I looked at the first release of GDP. Uh, in the last 10 years versus where GDP is now uh, and on average it's one percentage point different um, and in many occasions the the first release has the wrong sign on it relative to where it is now so um, it, it just is I think a mistake I think it's a mistake on the part of the Fed to pay as much attention to GDP in the very short run as they do uh, and I think in the first quarter they're going to continue to paint very different pictures of the economy depending on if we look at employment uh, which as you mentioned in April is still looking pretty solid with the the early Reading on uh, jobless claims for April, and now we're starting to get some of these manufacturing reports that are pointing to continued fairly solid growth in, in employment early in the second quarter.
2: Conrad De quadros, uh, Senior Economist, Founding Partner at RDQ Economics, thanks for joining us uh, this morning to look at uh, the numbers that we have gotten so far. Empire Manufacturing coming in at 9.6 after 0.6 the prior month. This is for April. Uh, Del Judice mentioning we get industrial production at 9.15 Wall Street time, expected to contract by a tenth of a percent, manufacturing as part of that, expected to rise a tenth. We also get figures in that release on utility production and mining. Mining heavily affected by what's happening in the oil industry. And then we get to the University of Michigan consumer sentiment numbers at 10 o'clock, expected to rise a point to 92. But what the Fed wants to see is the inflation figures. People say they see 2.7 percent inflation over the next year. Will that rise or fall? We'll have those numbers for you here on Bloomberg Radio. This Hour of Surveillance is brought to you by BMW Mount Kisco. Visit bmwmountkisco.com. Here's Michael Barr with the latest world and national headlines. Michael.
3: Mike, thank you very much. Democratic presidential candidates Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders had a spirited debate last night in Brooklyn. They aggressively challenged each other over Wall Street banks, minimum wage, gun control, and foreign policy. Meanwhile, all three Republican presidential candidates were in New York City for a state Republican gala. Republican National Committee Chairman Reince Priebus says his party is working towards unity after a divisive primary season.
1: It isn't easy. I'm not trying to claim it isn't, and there is drama, but... That's what our party needs to do. We need to come together. We need to pick a
3: nominee. We need to come together and put our eye on the prize, which is the White House. President Obama will call for Britain to remain part of the European Union. President Obama will travel to the U.K. next week. The president's advisers told reporters a vote to leave the EU would diminish Britain's influence in the world. More than 100 aftershocks have hit southern Japan since a magnitude 6.5 earthquake yesterday. It killed nine people and injured about 800 others. Rescue teams are combing through the rubble looking for any survivors. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Mike Lubar. Mike?
2: Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update. Here's John Stasha.
0: Black Stanley kept playoffs in South Florida. The Islanders trailed three different times, but took the lead in the third period. Held on at the end. Thomas Grice stopped Yarmir Yager in the final minute. Grice made 42 saves. Isles were outshot 46 to 26, but they won game one at Florida, five to four. Panthers had not lost a game all season when they scored at least four goals. Quick turnaround. Game two is tonight. High hopes in Washington after the best regular season. The Caps have had a lot of playoff disappointments, but they opened up 2-0 over Philadelphia. Henrik Lundqvist visited an eye specialist. Rangers do not believe it's a serious injury. They're hoping to have Lundqvist in goal for game two in Pittsburgh tomorrow afternoon. The Rangers will again be without Captain Ryan McDonough. The Penguins won the opener. The Yankees lost to Toronto 4-2. to Marcus Stroman gave up only three hits. Nathan Navaldi gave up a three-run, 445-foot home run to Josh Donaldson, a solo shot. Troy Tulowitzki is Joe Girardi on Ivaldi. I thought he was really pretty good. He made a couple mistakes. He threw a split that didn't really do much to Donaldson and the slider to Tulo that didn't really do much and for the most part. you know, His command was really good tonight. And I thought he pitched really well, but those two mistakes cost him. Yanks home tonight for Seattle. Mets and Cleveland. Will the Twins or Braves ever win? They're both 0-8 Minnesota, beaten by the White Sox. Atlanta lost in Washington. Bryce Harper's 100th career home run, his first Grand Slam. Nationals are 7-1, and the Cubs are 8-1 with a rout of Cincinnati. NFL schedules out. The opener is the Super Bowl rematch. Carolina at Denver. The Jets week one host Cincinnati, but six of the Jets' next eight games are on the road. Giants yet again starting the season against the Cowboys. Their trip to London week seven to play the Los Angeles Rams with the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update. I'm John Stashev.
2: Thank you, John. Well, we are watching markets try to figure out uh, direction this morning. And right now, it looks like we are going to have a lower open S&P futures down by four points, giving up some ground after that better-than-expected uh, uh, Empire manufacturing report in New York. Stock 600 in Europe down by two points now, half a percent. This is Bloomberg Surveillance on Bloomberg Radio. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by Bentley University's Prepared You Project. Are millennials ready for the workplace? The Prepared You research study has the answers that might surprise you. Visit bentley.edu/slash prepared to download an infographic overview.